Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Brandon Jones. Hello. And on the switcher, Ian Hink. Hi. Don could not be on the podcast this week. Why is that, Don? preoccupied, Kyle. I'm a little preoccupied. Pardon me, Jones. Do you mind if I slide uh, in no, here? Yeah, go for it, I guess. Uh, may I? Uh, sure. I'll explain to you what's going on, Kyle. I'm preoccupied okay. this evening. There's something I've been working on the last couple weeks, okay? You guys probably heard about this, this challenge that's been put forth to the world by this prince of a small country. Look, I think you need a functioning government to call it a country, but I'm not going to name the name of the country. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to name the prince. You can find this information out easily enough. But I will tell you this challenge that has been put forth to the world, which I have decided to take on, Kyle. And in order to do that, I cannot be here tonight for the podcast. I apologize. What kind of challenge is this? This is a challenge he has put forth to anyone, uh, the first person, in fact, that can bring to him, that can present to him a living, breathing dragon will get a reward of 1.6 million of their local dollars, which I'm not going to mention the name of, but I will tell you the conversion rate works out to be about, oddly enough, on nearly 1.6 million U.S. dollars. So, Yo, as you can that's see, a lot of money. I can't turn my back on throwing my hat into something like well, that. You, like, Don, you clearly don't have a dragon. I don't have a dragon, Kyle. I don't have one yet. But what I do have is I have contacts, Kyle. I have several friends, uh, predominantly in the South Pacific Rim, and they're in possession of dragons, Kyle. And what they've been doing the last couple of They have real dragons? Oh, yes. Why several don't they just species. go do this? This is a small change for them, Kyle. This is something they easily <laughs> overlook. And as you can imagine, if I had the means to procure it, I believe me, I tried to work out a deal where let me borrow one of these specimens, we'll work out the money. This is small peanuts to them, not nearly worth them. As you can that. imagine, flying yeah. one of these species halfway around the globe. Uh, what they will send me, though, we worked out an arrangement, sort of you loofa my back, I'll loofa your back sort of deal where it's like they've been cold shipping me these boxes. I've probably got one sitting on my porch right now sweating. You know, we're in a heat wave here in Los Angeles and inside are DNA fragments. Uh, this is the third shipment, which I've been using uh, in sort of some light genetic modification experiments on what? You've been to my apartment, Kyle. You can tell your listeners at home. I have a lot of cats, many yes. cats, more than I need. One, They're yes. crawling all over the ceiling. They're everywhere. So I've been taking some of these, and the feline vessel, Kyle, is remarkably receptive to these fragments of DNA. You wouldn't believe some of the near successes I've almost had. Don, so far, Don, failures. I'm not cool with this. Are you, you hurting? Mean? Are you hurting the cats? Hurting the cats? Of course not. I love cats. Look, I'm not uh, their central nervous system, so I can't describe the exact feelings they're feeling. You can see pain in a cat's this eyes. This is not pain, Kyle. It should be mentioned. Before you get too upset, these are the only the mean cats that I'm doing this on. These are the very meanest of the mean that I have, okay? So, at worst, I think they're being given a little opportunity to possibly be a little self-reflective on their attitudes. So you just have a bunch of dragon cats? Well, Kyle, I wouldn't go so far to call them that yet. The scales are what I'm having issues with. The scales are a lot more difficult than you can imagine. I bet that would be hard, actually. But... I'm telling you, I'm not giving up, and I've seen some, like I said, I've seen some uh, opportunity for su 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 some success, and uh, 
I'll be darned if I'm not gonna Mickey Mouse myself a dragon out of a house cat before this thing is over. All right, well, I'm good luck to you, Don. I can't be here. Yeah, I understand. Thank you for considering the podcast, at least. Thank, Thank you, you for understanding. Yeah, everybody, every week they ask, like, why not Don? And so I'm, I'm, I'm happy whenever we you can understand. explain it. Yeah, they Surely understand, they too. Understand. Okay, cool. have a great show, guys. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Wish Thank me you, luck. Don. Oh, yeah, good yeah, luck. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, adios. So now it is time for corrections. Jones, please begin corrections and music. Jones, how do you spell C's? S-E-I-Z-E. Mm-hmm. You know what I hate? I hate I before E, except after C, and then a bunch of other dumb exceptions. It's right. like, why, like, I don't, Jones, I don't fault you, except that it's a, the name of our sponsor. Correct. Yeah. You know who also corrected me on that? Who? Our sponsor. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Try to rub that in. So it's good that we're mentioning it now. I will mention it again. The very correct spelling. Cool. Uh, it's also one, one word, mind sees. Mind Seas Game is the oh, website. Mind Seas. M-I-N-D-S-E-I-Z-E-G-A-M-E.com. Grabbing hold of a mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 3DS version of Dragon Quest XI development started after uh, they started development on the PS4 version. Uh, so last week I was saying, like, well, they, they had to design both at the same time and consider each other and stuff like that. Wasn't the case. Why do you say that made sense? Um, well, I think that, yeah, it might be easier to adapt it after the fact, but... Like, yeah, I guess, I guess it could be harder as well if you weren't thinking about those constraints. But I would, maybe they still would. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was happy to... Yeah, we can say that it is not uh, compromised. Uh, you can craft the Iron Spider costume in the new Spider-Man game, so it's not pre-order exclusive. Oh, yeah. You just I get it immediately. Just pop... Oh, I got that. Um, Blood, I need you to read this. Wait, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everyone, uh, we need to talk about pronouncing Ghost of Tsushima. Now, Tsushima. we know we know it starts with a T, okay? Here's what I ask you. If, you. if you correct me and say it's Tsushima, not Tsushima, I need you to every time you want to say, wait, I don't want it, you have to hit all those T's. I dare you. Try hitting all those T's. And if you don't, if you're like, want, I'm going to say, what's want? Is that a whole different word? I don't know what you're saying. I have no context. What word are you saying? Tsushima, Tsushima sound identical. I am here for pronunciation rants. <laughs> corrections <laughs> Sign music. Sign me up. Mm. Ugh, come on. Uh, yeah. was what my, my Japanese teacher would call lazy tongue. He's done. Yeah, but nobody's nobody. We say, "Wait, I don't want it." Uh, you did really good on two of those T's, but right. but nobody says, "Wait, I don't want it." Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do like to emphasize the Forza. That's not Forza. Oh, yeah, Forza, definitely. Forza, like pizza. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, it's not pizza. You're right. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's uh yeah that was that was one of the corrections one week. It's like pizza. It's what they said. So uh, another hot news week. During the dog days of summer, we are. It's after E3. We don't get a lot of news after E3. I'll get a lot of game news because uh, most of the people dump it during E3. We're, we're dumped on uh, with game news. So uh, we'll kick off with uh, the release date announcement of a game. And normally on the podcast, I don't like to like even bring up release dates announcements. That doesn't seem like a big deal to me. It doesn't seem like it's worth talking about. We're here. <laughs> But I think the story about this game is kind of interesting, uh, so it's going to be worth discussing, and then maybe we can even slot it into the Desire Index. Talking about Darksiders 3 has mm. a release date now, which is November 27th, deep into November. Deep. Yep. 
Is that after Thanksgiving? Uh, I can check on when Thanksgiving is. Yeah. Um, actually, Ian, can it you check on when Thanksgiving is? It kind of has to be, yeah. right? I thought like Thanksgiving is like the 26th, but you're right. It's like right up close to it, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, usually publishers try to avoid that. They try to get out ahead of that. So Black Friday. Black Friday sales, yeah. Yeah. Thursday, yeah. November 22nd will be later. Thanksgiving in the United States so this that, week. Probably that Tuesday afterwards, yeah. Yep. I just don't think... Darksiders 3 is in this interesting place where... I don't think they expect to be a big hit. But that actually might work in their favor because everyone's trying to cram in the beginning of the month. Yes. Everybody's doing October and September and then, yeah, Red Dead in November. Yeah, I don't honestly think it's a bad idea to be after. Red Dead's October. 26th. Oh, October. Thank yep. you, Jones. Um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> what? No, just Red Dead. Oh, you're just always ready for it. Yeah, and so, yeah, I, I, I wonder, you two... What we expect, what we think that THQ Nordic expects of Darksiders 3, an action game of a franchise that kind of failed? I mean, Darksiders 2? Uh, I don't know if I would say that. That it failed? What would you, what would you say? Where do we, like, how do we say, what is Darksiders as a franchise? I'm confused by it. Um, yeah, I mean, Darksiders, uh, it's, it's odd because it, it's conceptualized as a four-part star- story following four different horsemen of the apocalypse in this completely fantastical fictitious world that they've you know they've created a bunch of lore behind yeah um and so um you played as war in mm-hmm. the first game uh which was in pretty much earth in like earth like in the apocalypse and all this stuff going oh. on okay. yeah um and then um and then in the second game you play as death and he's trying to clear War's name because War got all the blame for starting the apocalypse too early and, yes. and stuff. Darksiders 2, completely different game from 1. Yeah, there's a lot of other different mechanics. There's a lot more like exploration and... and Random loot was a big change too. Yeah, and, and it also, it's... Um, uh, yeah, it, it's in completely different locations. So it's you know kind of like dealing with... Uh, uh, there are these characters called the Makers who are kind of like building worlds and stuff like that sort of like demigods but are you into this franchise you know a lot about it i played darksiders too cool i was really into the soundtrack so i (laughs) wanted to play the game for the listening to the soundtrack nice yeah Um, (laughs) they uh, sold you on the soundtrack did that soundtrack oh cool um and then um yeah so i did feel like two was a bit uh on the long side it kind of dragged out a bit um but yeah what's weird is that it kind of leaves you with that cliffhanger and because THQ went under, that's why it was like a big deal for like this story didn't get completed. Yes. So, and now we're gonna be on the third horseman, which is like what is it, Fury or something like that? I forget the Fury's a good call. That sounds familiar. Uh, again, we'll point to Ian, yeah. Ian but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a woman. It's a red-haired woman with a with a crazy whip with uh, spikes all over it, basically. Okay. Blades, perhaps. I was. But yeah, say. but I feel like I don't know that much about three so far yes if they're marketing it i'm missing it they had a big ign first they had one of those but it's been silent thq nordic said hey we're not going to do a thing at e3 they they held to their word yeah Uh, they said that and biomutant would be gamescom yes and i expect them to blow it up at gamescom um it is interesting to me jones let me tell you more about the way this game will be released uh because i think it says something about what type of game this is um there are two other special editions of this game. There's a $150 version. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. You get one statue. And then there's a $400 version with more statues. 
Well, like all of them? Uh, yes, the the three horsemen, and then the creepy guy that um, uh, he like talked like this. He was in the first game. Oh, okay. He, I forget what he was. But <laughs> I didn't he was play like, the first one. So he was like know. a little skinny ghost, and so he's the fourth statue you get. That's lame. What? That for that to be the fourth, they like. <laughs> I know that they, they haven't revealed. You oh, know, the fourth, fourth horseman. Game, I got you. But yeah. You, if you're gonna do four an statues? all out four statue thing, <laughs> you need to have all four. Just wait. Like, come on. Yeah. So Jones, to me, when you have a four hundred dollar version of your game, you're leaning in on famine. Furies in the game and it's strife, not pestilence. Okay, because I remember pestilence from Red Dead. Well, pestilence is like the real one, and right. famine is the real one. But Correct. strife and fury, they replaced those. Two. Yeah, yeah, famine would be a boring, boring video game character. But I remember pestilence from Red Dead because they were, they had the four horses of the apocalypse right. that you could unlock in Undead Nightmare. And pestilence is not a word we get to say very often. It's a good one. You yeah. got to hit every T in pestilence. Yes, please do pestilence. <laughs> uh, just the one, right? Um, right. <laughs> you got to hit it. <laughs> uh, Jones, so to me, when I see a four hundred dollar version of a game, it's kind of like uh, this is how we, this is the only way we can make money. We're not the only way, but this is how we're going to make money. This is how we're going to profit off a game that won't be exceedingly popular, but popular among the people who will love it. Mm-hmm. Do you get that, that indication as well? Sure, uh, boy, I am so far outside of the need more statues right. consumer racket. Like it's just not at all speaking to me. Yeah, just to have that much space anywhere. You know, I I have a studio in my backyard, so like that's one thing. But I just, yeah, I I um, even like the cyberpunk thing. Like when I went to go see cyberpunk at E three, and they were like, "Oh, don't forget your statue." I'm like, "I'm fine. It's, it's cool. It's a neat design." And uh, kudos. Like, yeah. I'm sure somebody would enjoy that, but like, I'm not going to carry that around the rest of E three. The main reason I grabbed <laughs> that statue is because uh, I was sure that there was something inside, and there there was. It was like the little barcode for the press kit, so I could get oh, assets oh, and stuff for thumbnails. Doing work. Yeah, so. grabbing the statue. A barcode in there. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a weird position that they find themselves in because they're picking up this franchise from a publisher that could not, you know, make it popular even off of the, you know, coming off the heels of the first game. And so you have to wonder, yeah, how desperate they are. If this is just, as you were suggesting, a desperation, we got to make money somehow, and maybe we'll just milk our biggest fans dry, you know, from them spending just this obscene amount of money on this, or if they're just not reading their community and. You know, potentially, like, maybe we'll get a... He- I mean, we're here talking about it. Maybe we'll get a headline out of this. You know, maybe we'll, some people will look at that and, and just buy it just purely because it's an, it's an anomaly. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there is something appealing about the character designs. They are unique. They are comic book-like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's... Joe Mads, right? Oh, is the artist? Yeah. Cool. Same guy as uh, Battle Chasers Night War. What is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. The designs are very similar, yeah. So I can see where they're. I can see why they'd be appealing statues. More, you know what I mean, like more appealing than I, like a battlefield character. You know what I mean? They are they right. are distinct. Um, but yeah, I do feel like this is the biggest game THQ Nordic has published. It will be right. I feel like this is really like the challenge for them. This is like, it's not sink or swim, right? But it's like let's see if you can do this. Let's see if you can pull this off. Yeah, and they've been doing a lot to push the first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, the first game as well? Yeah. So there was what? Darksiders 2 something something edition. What was it called? Uh, that's the Definitive. Definitive, that's yes. Right. Um, and then, yeah, uh, there there was a, a name for the, uh, the Darksiders 1 uh, remaster as well. But yeah, but I think I think the original Darksiders is also on Games Pass. 
uh, on Xbox. Got you. Sure. Um, and they, you know, had a lot of Steam sales and stuff like that. So they're just really trying to get that fan base built up because, you know, I, I think it is one of those things where you know, they grabbed those franchises because they do believe that they're really good games and they want to keep that team making them. Yeah. I'm nervous for it. I'm nervous for it. I'm nervous for it even at the end of no- November. Uh, we need to to rank this, though. We need to slot this into our desire index. It's so, tricky. So, th- like, yeah, pre, pre-Gamescom, we'll probably reassess this after Gamescom. Yeah. But right now, Darksiders 3, we need to put it in in a number between 1 and 24. Where does that belong in our desire index? Uh, Let me throw out a game. Okay. Do you desire this game, Darksiders 3, more than Fallout 76? Personally, yeah. It's about personally. You really do? Yeah. Nice. Jones? No. Oh, okay. We're, we're at an impasse here. I don't know if I have any desire for, for oh. Darksiders. I think... Uh, like a cool action-adventure game where you get to beat people up? I had a... I was... I think the game that tempted me more than anything was the first Darksiders. Like, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, this looks really interesting. And people are saying it's, you know, not necessarily like a Zelda clone, but it hits a lot of those notes. It's very Zelda-like, And so it was yes. neat to see something of this, like, traditional adventure game, uh, which typically has kind of, like, you know, um, younger... Uh, you know, uh, kind of like flightier characters, you know, they're a little more lighter on their feet and then you have this like gears, big dude coming in and, and so I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. I would love to just knock some enemies around and, and play as that character. But from what I hear, those are, these are not short games. Like these are pretty beefy, um, yeah. you know, big, long playthrough games and so I think that's just what uh, kept me away from it, not necessarily turned me off and then by the time I got to Darksiders 2, I was like, wow, I'd really like to play the first game before I got into 2 and by now, it's just not a franchise I'm caught up on or, or that interested in. No, Jones, I love hearing this stuff. Like, I, I felt like... So when you talk about desire, it's I know, tough. I, like, it's, it's I like what the desire nil, index like, pulls out of people. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, interesting I, to hear I felt that. like I was able to jump into two pretty well without needing to go back to the first one. Cle- clearly, Blood knows all the characters' names. and, and Well, Brad also just wrote the Don't Skip, so it's a little fresh in my... Which oh, I cut, so I got a little refresher scat. on that, yeah. Cool. Here, heard the music, loved it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I basically just grabbed the whole soundtrack and yeah. threw it in the folder when it... <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so, I don't know. Blood, do you desire it more than Skull and Bones? Yeah. So, I wonder if we just sl- slot it in between Fallout 76 and Skull and Bones. Jones, are you willing to go that? Li- I'm okay. Right I know Ian is not. I know Ian's going to be upset yeah, about that. I don't understand. I don't understand why everybody is so down on Skull and Bones. It looks not down fun. on Skull and Bones. They're Skull just Bones. excited about Darksiders 3. Yeah, I mean, Skull and Bones is 16, but it's, this is a stacked list. Where would you put Skull and Bones? I put it at... He's making his own okay. list now. Right. I put it at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8 or 9? No, no, no. Skull and Bones is not top 10. I just simply won't allow it. It's <laughs> not, wow. not on this podcast. Wow. My list is pretty amazing. I want to talk about <laughs> your list at the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, uh... Okay, Gears Five. Do we desire this game more than Gears Five? I sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where it is then. Okay. All right. We're putting this above Gears Five. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it is weird, right? Uh, that's our new number seventeen. Because I mean, I, I, will, I don't, I don't know why it's that weird. I mean, Gears Five will, you know, have a little bit more of a wow factor in the graphics department, but I mean, Darksiders doesn't really have to worry about competing with that because it does have such a distinctive art style. Um, and yeah, there, there was a roadmap laid out for yeah. this series, this four-game yes. series. So, like, yeah. I am curious, even though I have not played any of it, you know, to see how this kind of stuff wraps up. Yeah. Well, we're kind of waiting to see that Gears Five trailer to be like, what, what are we? Who are we playing? Where are we going now? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's it's a story about THQ Nordic more than anything to me. Like it's a, it's a story of I just want them to succeed. I want this whole plan to work out. Uh, I want it for I want it to make sense for for an eccentric billionaire to buy up all these things <laughs> and make the studios work. And like like I want this to work. I really want Dark Siders three to work. Uh, then happy to buy have those 17. statues, Kyle. I know I'm gonna it's have to buy a four hundred dollar version. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, this is not a headline to me, but it was a headline. You know what I mean? I go to gameinformer.com slash news. I just look at like headlines. Um, it's something that might be worth talking. We'll see how much we can mine from this. I'm, I'm curious about your first reactions panel. Uh, and then if it's just a decisive thing, we'll move on. Um, uh, Nintendo had its, its, uh, investor meetings this week. Um, they do a Q and a still. Which is so funny. Anybody who owns any stock can just ask a stupid question. And many of them are stupid if you read through the transcripts. Yeah. Um, somebody asked about uh, uh, the ease of porting basically mobile games. Like mobile, mobile devices have a ton of games. Uh, wouldn't it be easy to port a bunch of games to Switch? And so in response, uh, Nintendo's licensing head, uh, Susumu Tanaka, said... Um, oh, you know what? It was, I'm sorry. I set this up wrong. The person says... Indie games are hot right now. I, I, I mischaracterized the question. It was, oh, like, okay. it was like, indie games are really hot right now. Everybody's talking about indie games. How easy is it to bring it to your platform? Okay. Um, uh, okay, so Susumu Tanaka says, some of the indie games already released have gone on to become million sellers worldwide. In the future, we are looking to release around 20 to 30 indie games on Nintendo Switch per week. And we definitely ex- expect to see some great games among them. <laughs> <laughs> good wording. Good wording. Oh, A plus. my goodness. And wow. I, again, this is official translation from Nintendo. Um, so, yeah, that's what got the headline is Nintendo hopes to someday put out 20 to 30 indie games a week. Wow. That's too much, right? Yeah, it feels like too much. Um, 20 seems like too much. 20 to 30. It, there's just, I, I mean, obviously, like in the, the, the most beautiful consumer market, yeah, there would be 20 games to, to pick from, you know, so you could really pick like your favorite thing. Yeah. But it just sounds like some of those are going to be extremely obscure if they're able to hit that number. I mean, there's already quite a bit of obscurity on their, their lists. I mean, let me see if I can pull up. Oh, the eShop right now? The eShop. Well, not the eShop itself, but like the, the list they put out last week. Oh, yeah. It gets, and we'll see it how many weird, games man. you actually rec- recognize <laughs> off of this. It gets very weird. Well, and, and are they like counting all the Neo Geo re-releases as indie games? You know? I don't believe so because using the phrase indie games inside of this description. It, right. Yeah. 2030. Like I just like I was thinking about it on the drive over. I was thinking about... Like, there's not ever going to be 20 to 30 movies coming out a week, right? There's not <laughs> right. ever going to be 20 to 30 TV shows coming out a week, but there are 20 different, 30 different TV shows, I guess. Um, they're not new, you know what I mean? But total there are. So, yeah, every week doesn't, yeah. There, there could not be 20 to 30 new TV shows every single week. And so, it's just like, video games are in this weird spot where the most expensive video games are more expensive than the most expensive TV shows, right? Video games can be incredibly expensive, but they can also be incredibly cheap. People can self-publish and get on these platforms, be one of those 20 to 30 games. And I just don't know if that's a problem or not. I'd like, like, uh, There were 29 last week. 29 games. 29 games altogether. That's too much. So we had uh, Shining Resonance Refrain, which is not an indie game. That's Sega. Don't do them all, blood. Give me highlights. Give me uh, the weird well, ones. Well, I mean, these are the, these are on the top. These are the highlights Oh, okay. Nintendo. Okay, great. Uh, Pocket Rumble. I don't even know what that is. That's the 2D fighting game. 
yes. with a like heard, big chunky sprite. I heard it's actually kind of good. Oh, okay. okay. From some Rumble? article um, about it that I didn't read. <laughs> there was uh, the uh, the port of the remake uh, of Another World. Uh, the same guys that did like Windjammers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Put that out. Um, the port of the remake. Yeah. yeah. Another <laughs> World is like Skyrim. It's been on like every platform. Yeah. And I've never um, played. And then, yeah, like a lot of these, um, the Lions song, I know, just because they sent a copy to us. That game looks cool. Um, but, but then, like, a lot of these Zeus Quest remastered Penguin Hop. Like, penguin, oh, they those got are also penguin on 3DS. Hop? They got Penguin Hop on They this? got Penguin Hop! Finally! Sick! Penguin Hop's on 3DS. Uh, but Yuso is Aww. the last one that's on Switch. Yeah, so to me... But, I, yeah, I mean, a lot I'm, of these I just don't know. I, I don't get the point of trying to aspire to uh, the App Store to aspire to what Steam is doing, other than like those Steam and the App Store makes a lot of money. I, I guess that is what Nintendo is saying here: is like, oh, we want to make money like they make money. We want that thirty percent. We don't know how much Nintendo makes off digital sales. Uh, we want that. Can you foresee this happening in a year from now? We'll be talking about twenty to thirty indie games coming I mean, out. It looks of, like we, it's almost happening right now. Almost, we're almost there. We had to talk about a couple of 3DS games, but you're right; those will dry out. Is that too much blood, or is this like cool? Is this a fine system? It sounds like too much to me for the majority of indie games, but um, I feel like they've had a lot already, and it seems like somehow or another, like the cream of the crop sort of race at the top. Yeah, I mean, whether it's like being the thing that Nintendo highlights at the top, or you know, just uh, their own marketing teams or word of mouth from games coming from other platforms. Sure, I mean, like an, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight's headline, blowing up. Two hundred fifty thousand know? dollars. Sorry, copies in its first week. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy sales for Hollow Knight. Yeah, like obviously on the you're Switch? Right. on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, just on the Switch alone. So I mean, you're right, blood. That that things do rise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know like about my feelings about this, Jones. If it devalues games, do games get devalued if it, if they're surrounded by th- hundreds of? It's che- kind of a catch twenty two. Because on one end, you're like the more games come out per week, the more games are included. You know, like if if the, if we were like, nah, it's too many. Just make ten. Then you just cut. 10 to 20 games that could possibly get a launch on Switch and could possibly blow up even though I think per week there's probably only one or two big releases on any console that people will generally be talking about that will like do many more sales, much more sales, whatever, uh, uh, you know, compared to their... um, uh, these other challengers in this giant group but at the same time it's got to feel kind of icky that that's your shot that you're like oh I finally got on Switch and then you're being launched right along these 29 other games you're just like there's no way right. yeah no like way it's, I can it's compete. very hard to succeed on Steam right now Steam's really, like yeah, a mess yeah. I'm really just gonna hoping to, to hook that one streamer who's super excited about it and they make a big deal about it and show it off to other people but at the same time it does feel a little weird to like say well Nintendo should just tell like what are they gonna tell them like we're, we're just gonna delay your game until you know there's the 15 slots and then they get this weird backlog or they discourage yeah, people mean, from putting games out well, I think in a way it's do, sort of up to like the people making the games yeah, right right yeah. uh right I, I do wonder if the market will write itself you know people are losing money developing games and I, we we presume they do it because they love it more than they want to get rich uh, you know, because it is it is so hard to succeed on Steam right now. It's so hard to succeed as an independent game developer right now, and so you're right. Blood is is I I wonder how sustainable it is. I wonder if people can keep losing money making games. Um, yeah, kind of t- ties into my fears for THQ Nordic. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I guess what Nintendo would do if they want to not release that much is they would release, or sorry, they would raise their standards and like make you uh, spend more money to apply. You know what I mean? Just as like a barrier of entry. I think that's typically what you would do. I don't know if that's a good idea. I think it's a bad idea. Right? I think it's the other thing that's weird about this announcement, and this might be lost in translation, or this might just be the way he said it. You know, having to answer so many questions, so like he might not been. You know, their game might not have been that sharp, but just to be like, yeah, we're going to have a lot of them and maybe they suck. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's not really encouraging. (laughs) They're just kind of like throwing a bunch of crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And uh, and and not necessarily being confident that there's really on on any given week, there's going to be something in there that you would value as much as the cool thing that came out. It's nuts, man. We're not going to get a Hollow Knight every week, basically. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, like, again, talking about things rising to the top, like Nintendo doesn't put too many of these low quality games like i said like the majority of this list that i read from last week i don't recognize these games i haven't heard of these games so like nintendo in a way is sort of limiting the appeal by saying like okay these are the games that we want you to be interested in you know and 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 putting the spotlight on things that they think are worthwhile um and I could see, like, just personally, one one announcement, I didn't pick it up again on Switch, but I played it on PC, is I loved The Final Station, uh, which is a post-apocalyptic game. You're managing a train going through this world that's been, you so know, like 2D has once art, been right? decimated by aliens and might possibly come back. And, you know, it's like they're, they're slowly creeping back in. And you just have to go station by station by station, and they get creepier and less occupied by normal people as you go through this. And there's an interesting, uh, uh, kind of like, a, uh, I have not played SteamWorld Heist, but it has that kind of aiming right. mechanic. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I just I thought it was a little a little little uh, gem, and I really liked that. And so when I came to Switch, I was like, "Oh, that's so smart! People should really check that out." And so you know, for for us who are not necessarily familiar with all of these games, there might be that one you know th- that one streamer, that one uh, person who's got a YouTube channel out there who's like, "Oh, finally, this is yeah, this is my 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 indie game, my PC game, my Steam darling that is finally getting the recognition it deserves." Hopefully, yeah, man. Uh, I think about that. Go ahead, Ian. You know what's on Switch that's real good that people should play? Tell us. SteamWorld Highs. It's <laughs> <laughs> on Switch. Um, yeah, I just, I think about it I, like uh, like movies, you know? Like, movies are eternal. Movies you watch for years and years and years and years. And it just feel like sometimes we just dump games. Just like, oh, yeah, I played that already, or it's old, I'm not interested. And so, like, I, I just, like, it's weird. My heart's in a whole different place in my brain on this issue. Sure, I mean, but there's tons I mean, of movies. Indie yeah. games get, indie movies get dumped, too, don't worry. Yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. Don't fear, Kyle. You're right. Digital release changes the thing, because, like, Netflix is puking out garbage, like, left and right, you know? <laughs> Like, literally all the time. Do you ever, Ian, do you ever go through, I just did this last night, their original series, and it's like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, they have so wow. many. They have like a hundred. It's ridiculous how well, many series was, they have. I was reading about all the sci-fi they've put out uh, recently, and it's like ten of them, and one was good. All the rest have like rotten scores or whatever, <laughs> but like very, very, like two percent kind of scores, you know? Yeah. And they don't care. Because it's like niche, you know? Yeah. Money, Amazon yeah. Prime, too, is a lot of really crazy stuff. Yeah. If you like found footage horror films, have at it. <laughs> There's like 60 of them. Crackle has original series. Crackle. Did y'all hear that? What? It sounds like it's podcast half time. I thought it was a crackle for a second. <laughs> the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of July. 
Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They're, they've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. L. Fanis. iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Mango. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Mind Seize, a 2D action-adventure game set in a sci-fi universe where you must explore untamed planets and stop a mysterious organization that stole the mind of your daughter. Go to mindseasegame.com to support the development and download a free demo. And our mega sponsor, Hoglaw Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. And now, that good business lawyer has a YouTube channel, one with one video Ian Hank has called really well-written, and an overall number of videos which Kyle Bossman has called more than two. Check it out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. You know what we didn't do? Uh, you, let's do it right now. It's not too late. Okay. The objective <laughs> oh. is from Ian Bradburn. Be less materialistic by the end of the podcast. And I have seen a lot but of... I want those statues. <laughs> I know. I've seen a lot of materialism so far, but it's just for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> right, right. Okay, just for okay. the rest of this podcast. Okay, okay. All right. Bloodworth, would you like to take on this objective? Sure, yeah. Okay. So, Bloodworth, I feel like you already start off not very materialistic. You have to be less materialistic than you are right now, just to be clear. Okay. All right. Jones? I can't. I'm too scared. Okay. I'm the Toys to Life guy. I can't do it. Yeah, understood. (laughs) Ian, would you like to take on this objective? Sure. Okay. Again, I feel like you're not very materialistic. Not really. Materialistic. Uh, When it comes to synths, I I, I covet those generally, but that's about it. So what I'm going to need from you by the end of this podcast is to covet your synths less. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> Covet thy synths. So we have a lot you check of... check in with him and he's on his phone like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking up synths. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh, help myself. I'm I learned them. it from you. <laughs> I covered them. Uh, we have a lot of fun games to play in love and respect, so I don't want to spend too much time on the desire index, but the, my list of games I need to slot in still is huge. We have a lot of games yet to talk about. Uh, Bloodworth took a peek at my list of games yet mm. to be slotted in and said, I want to talk about Forza Horizon 4. Yep. Why? Uh, I think Forza Horizon 3 is one of my favorite racing games, period. Of all time. Yeah, of all, all right. time. All right, Blood Desire Index, time out. T- taking a sidestep. And there are only two games on this list. F-Zero GX. What? And Forza Horizon 3. <laughs> what's number one and what's number two? Um... <laughs> uh, Probably F Zero. Well, okay, over, okay, over, just yeah. we understand. Okay, yeah. we got some context After now. Okay. All these okay. years, <laughs> the soul still burns. It's just one of those yeah. things that has like Forza Horizon Four is going to better Forza Horizon Three, guaranteed, right? Yeah, what's it's, what's it's going to better F Zero? I, you know, so far we don't know. Got you, sure. Um, but so you just have complete confidence that this will be 
Oh yeah. Uh oh, blood. You're slipping. Uh, <laughs> you sounded materialistic. Oh, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Okay. <laughs> um, why should I? Who I was? I was honestly like to me, it's a genre game. Do you know what I mean? Uh, to me, it's a game that's like people who like racing games will play it, and then people who don't won't. And I probably won't play this, but I do want to put it in the desire index. I want to know how desired this game is. How do you explain this game to me, blood? Uh, well, one thing I'll say is not just being a car game, but I do think these games have some of the best open world design. Like they, There we go. There's something. What do you mean by that? Uh, because you can still go out and, and discover things. You can, you can drive around and, and find little playgrounds and things that you otherwise wouldn't. What is a playground? Oh, you mean like an actual playground? Yeah, like, you know, like places where you can jump and do do stunts and things like that. And cool. uh and they uh So not like an actual playground. Like a car playground. Yeah, like a car gotcha. playground. Sure, yeah. sure. And uh with 4 they're doing this interesting thing with seasons which I still don't know how this is going to work in the review environment. Uh we may end up reviewing it later just to see how it all pans out. Uh because they showed the seasons in the press conference. But what they told us is that each season will be like a real world week, like you'll be in winter for a week, and then they'll globally. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And they'll flip the switch, and then you'll be in spring, and you'll do that for a week. And with that, they're going to be constantly adding in uh, new events. Now that could mean something as boring as like a race that we didn't have before. It could be something more substantial. Uh, but it's interesting to, to to think about that. Like you want to play this winter. Because there's some event in there that won't be around next winter. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way that that changes, you know, like they showed things where you can drive across lakes when it's icy. Uh, in the spring, there's going to be more thunderstorms and, and that kind of thing. Or closed seasons, though, that like areas are unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they're making it now so that you're not just driving with drivatars, but there'll be other people out in the open world. <laughs> And they're, they're thinking through a lot of those like pinch points that make online open-world driving games kind of a pain in the butt. What's a pinch point? Uh, like some guy that just wants to ram you all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and, me. Yeah. And so what they've done is they've created this system of what they call auto-ghosting. So if that guy's not in your group, if that's not one of your friends, they're just going to drive right through you. And so you can oh. pause the game. You can take photos without having to worry about being in the middle of the road and get your perfect shot and not get banged in the the, the back of the your rear bumper. Cool. Um, and you don't have to worry about getting some, like the Crew 2 does this. If you sit around too long or your connection goes out, uh, even Onrush does this too. Bounce back to the front, back to the title menu. And Forza Horizon 4, they're not going to do that. Because it's an open world. You're, you you're, should explore. You're just going to go, like, it'll it'll take you offline. You'll see drivatars instead of people. Uh, and then when the connection comes back, you'll get the people back. So it's not online only. Right. Cool. Yeah. Great. Blood, do you desire this game more than Anthem? Yes. <laughs> Jones? No. Oh, no. We got another impasse. Okay, all right, all right, all right. But where's Anthem? What number is Anthem at? Anthem is 13, basically in the middle of our list. Because hmm. it's not a matter of what I desire. I desire blood to have. <laughs> we, we don't have a lot of four, uh, racing games on there, so I think it's... Yeah, right now you know, the only thing is Team Sonic Racing. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's our only other racing. This game. should be ahead of Team Sonic Racing. That Easily, is for sure. Team Sonic Racing is number nineteen right there now. Don't go. worry about it, okay. Team Sonic okay, Racing. Good. So I guess uh, where it would land there is would be right after Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and I these two games are actually very similar to me uh, in that they seem like locks. They seem like they're going to be very good games. Uh, we know it. I don't know what how many surprises they have left. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I, I think they're kind of close. Jones Anthem is not a lock. I I am tempted to uh, check out Forza because I'm playing the Crew Two right now and enjoying it. But Whoa. Forza looks so much better than the Crew Two. It is not even funny. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I I definitely like I had that moment where I was driving around and I was like, wow. Yeah, forces forces love pretty good this game. You know, like eh, it's nice. I'm in the Grand yeah. Canyon, sure, but you like, can fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just from what we saw when you brought that footage back, you know, from uh, from E3, that's absolutely gorgeous. So I have a quick question about Crew Two. How often does the world unfold? Oh, very oh, rarely. Yeah, f- six times. Oh, so it's not like a gameplay element, right? It's, okay, it's only there. There's a few like kind of milestone events that you do as you rank up. Uh, Boy, and they do. even stopped doing that around the, like, the third one of those. Yeah, they just like, did like the fifth one. and there, They don't really no do world, the world folding anymore. There's yeah. no world folding. Bummer. But, yeah, it's kind of like at the beginning of the game thing. Just to, What is world folding? It doesn't really make oh, sense. Yeah, kind of like that Inception. Like, like Inception? Like yeah, actually yeah, yeah. like Inception? Yeah. yeah. What? They had it in the first uh, trailer that they showed where like there was, you were like, on a in a plane, and then it's like now we're gonna switch to the boat, and like for whatever it doesn't. I, I don't even know why they did it. You know, I it's don't just some either. weird. They they could. So that's why they added that to that game. It does not functionally make any sense. You don't like boat they, they don't address it. Like the the announcer's not like, whoa, New York's just right to your left there. Oh, now it's flat. Like weird. Yeah, it's it's basically like a fancy camera transition. Oh, so like it's just like a story style. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because the story's still grounded, right? It's about this guy who's just perfect at every yeah. sport. Because here's, yeah, here's it's it, not a story. It's oh, okay. just a bunch of people talking to you about r- racing and yeah. Because here's the thing: I don't know who at Easy Alice is reviewing Anthem, and I don't. We don't have a release date for Anthem, right? We have February 2019. Okay, I don't know necessarily what I'm going to be doing in February. I don't know. I, like I'm either going to invest some time in Anthem and check that stuff out, or I won't. February 22nd, 2019. But I will you. most likely check out Forza because I got the Game Pass. So I will at least download that game and, and play it and check it out. Whereas, like, I might not check out Anthem when it comes out. I might be just busy doing something else, working on some project or, or playing another game. You're on Game I don't Pass, know. dude? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. When, when did you when did you take the plunge on Game Pass? Um, Before State of Decay, I think. Nice. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. That I was like, well, I'm going to buy this game. So, oh, no, uh, Sea of Thieves. Because I was like, well, I, I want Sea of Thieves. I might as well check this out. And just from a consumer perspective, I'm curious to yeah. see how much that's worth and if that's something that sure. I'm Sure. So you played State of to Decay, do. too, right? Yes. Yeah. And so that was just a part of Game Pass for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I did not that's know that. Two games. That's your money's worth. So far. Yeah. So, we, Jones, what do you think? Do we convince you to put it at number 13? Forza uh, Horizon 4? Because, of the, because I'm confident that I will play that, I will give... Uh, you know, blood is passionate about it. Okay. I've really acquiesced to the panel, to the, the, the guests on each podcast for what they want included, because I yeah. definitely want this to speak from all of us. I don't want that, know? Jones. I want I wanted to speak to you. <laughs> and I'm actually, before there's we, no way. There's no way this list is going to speak to everybody. Before, everybody disagrees with this. You're right. I took one look at it and thought, this was crazy. You know, Red Dead would be number one for me if it was my own personal list. Ian's got his own list that he's probably Jones. writing right at this very moment. Brad is not here this week. Right. I want to move up Red Dead. 
I, I want to move of, it up. Oh, because Kingdom Hearts oh, is three. I had a Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Yeah. Do a little I, Kingdom Hearts that shuffle. That definitely fits my taste more. Yeah. It's happening. Can, oh, can we? Sure. Jones, you cool with that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Woo-hoo. Red Dead Redemption number three now. Pew, pew, pew. What do we do with, is The Last of Us Part 2 still number two? Ugh. Do you still desire that game more than Red Dead Redemption, Jones? Well, hmm. Depends on who you ask. It potentially would be a better game. I'm asking you, dude. According to game trailers, Last of Us is a better game than GTA V. So, you know, you just get... Here we are again. Jones, I'm so glad those games are coming out in different years. Because otherwise, that would be the the goatee debate that tears us down again. We still haven't recovered from that completely. Just to be clear, at game trailers, what year was that? 2012? 2013. It's been five years since GTA came out, I think. Okay, so GTA V was up against The Last of Us. And lost. And lost. Quickly. Quickly was it? I was not even allowed to debate. <laughs> I was the only person in the room that voted for GTA Five, and I and I was not really around. I kind of want to get into the details. It's no, I want to hear these details. Story. I just I was I, I, like back in the GTA days, I was not that involved in goodies. I'd come oh, in, right. I don't, I'd come I in, and I'd do either, my big yeah. trailer presentation. I'd be like, "Here are the best trailers for the year, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned." We'd all watch them and pick, and. Every now and then I would pop in on Action Adventure if I would played three or four of the nominees and I wanted to, to speak to that. Um, but I like came, I was like, let me know. Ring ring my bell when it's time to talk about goatees. And I came in and I was like, all right. And they were like, let's put it to a vote first. And everyone voted for Last of Us. And they were like, well, that's it. Did you want to say something, Jones? And I was like, yeah. I kind of wanted to make my case. You crumple up your speech and talk about I wonder, I wonder if that gift we made is still like just pumping out the numbers. Remember when you like back oh, the mind? Oh, the mind, yeah. And it like oh, blew yeah, up on smacks Tumblr. the mime. Yeah. yeah, people love that. I had this weird like Viacom. They had this weird summer project thing where like take a day to do something that's not your job that you're not good at at all. And I was like, okay, I'll build a game trailers Tumblr page, and that's what I did for a summer. And it was kind of a good Tumblr page, blood. Cool. Thanks. As far as Tumblr pages go, <laughs> primo. <laughs> I don't know how valuable those they are today. All right, so yeah, blood. We have Resident Evil Two remake number one. Yeah, I mean. Maybe not my most desired, but I can see it. Like, it's definitely up there. Uh, particularly as somebody who hasn't actually, like, that's a gap for me. Resident you never played that game. Yeah. yeah. I've, of course, seen Huber play it a billion times. but So when you see that game, it doesn't light your belly up. I'm, I mean, I'm still excited for it, but it's not, like, the number one. But at the same time, I don't know what the number one is for me right now. Sure. Through the list. All you can know is which one you're more desire des- is more desirable <laughs> to you or less desirable to you, and it sounds like Blood, Last of Us Part Two might be more desirable than Resident Evil Two. Hmm. <laughs> the smirk. He's tired. No, because no, I, not your smirk, boss. Jones, smirk. I feel like this. For this. I feel like this is the week that this whole scheme is like working. Okay. <laughs> Because what I want, Blood, is I want the people next week to pop in and they're like, what? Come on. What did that, how did that happen? By the way, Blood, you have a power. You're allowed to say everyone shut up. I, I wonder if you'll ever use this. What? Uh, you can say yeah. everyone shut up and you can place a game anywhere you want on yeah. the Desire Index outside of the top five. And it is immovable except for somebody else's everybody shut up. <laughs> okay. Which, Jones, you have again. Right. Which is unfair. The, the cool off is, is that I've been given in. that so many times. I've only used it once. So Jones, where do you stand? Do you think it's right? Resident Evil Two, Last of Us Part Two, Red Dead Redemption Two. That, it that's, does, is that right? It, it doesn't turn itself over in my stomach because okay. uh, I think, um, I mean personally, I think just sorry, you know, sorry, shots from Rockstar. Uh, I think Res, I think Red Dead Redemption looks really great. We've seen three really cool trailers. Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for that 
thing that proves that Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to do something that is going to shock people. Fair. I think yeah. that, fair, I think those trailers fair. came okay. along and you're like, oh, look at that. It's gorgeous. Wow, it's got great writing. Okay, cool. It's in the Old West. Whereas, it's like, still the, just, on just that 10-minute yeah. demo from Last of Us really, really blew me away. And I still... On this date, cannot believe Resident Evil Two exists. That the work that that's happening. Fair Jones. That fair. that not only are we getting that remake, it looks that good. Uh, they are messing with the story as much as they are. I, I'm still just in disbelief. Okay. So, I, I will allow those still two games to, to to bump that out. Okay. Blood saw the list. He he brought up another game, another unexpected game. I did not expect him to say I want to talk about this game, and that is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah. That 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 turned me around at E3. The the demo you played at E three changed changed you from probably not interested at all, right? To I want to play this video game. Yeah. Whoa. Was the demo the cool one that Jones talks about that he played once, but like, wasn't the demo that was shown? Well, I saw a demo at the That's pre the at the, yeah, the yeah. pre E three thing. Yeah. I I saw the it's, demo with her in the sandals the and walking around. But you played that. Uh yes. Cool. But I didn't play I didn't play the village part. I played the later okay. part with the stealth in the jungle. Got it. The the part that was during this the scene during the Square Enix press conference? I don't think it was the exact same section. Okay. It's but a lot of the same mechanics. Yeah, cuz this is what's killing me. Is like Jones keeps talking about this cool stuff that they still haven't shown of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, I don't think that they put out any video of the town. Yeah. The town is massive. The town think, is like crazy I think we've had glimpses of it, but yeah, we yeah. haven't had that cool, like, let's chill out and, like, do the things that this town wants us to do. Like, yeah, think about something that's very much along the same lines of, like, one of the towns in, say, like, Assassin's Creed or The Witcher 3. Those uh, Assassin's Creed towns are huge. Yeah. This is a huge town? This is a huge town. Like, just, like, horizontally and vertically, because it's in the mountains... Um, they've thought through, like, they've done a lot of research and talked to, like, historians for, like, okay, if there was, you know, some undiscovered village, tribal village out there, uh, in this country, like, what would it look like? And they've, you know, they've done a lot to make it authentic and to have the types of, you know, uh, uh, like, different merchants and things that you would see there, like, different occupations, different roles that people would play in the city. And, uh, and then there's also, like, actual shops. Um, and Where you can buy gear, right? Yeah. For Lara to take off on her next mission or whatever? Yeah. yeah what kind of gear would you get for her? You branch out into different directions. You get rumor. You, like, do little side quests, like, with kids. You get rumors. What's a, what's a kid's side quest? Um, I'm trying to remember the it, exact. Tell me if it, was, if it seemed annoying or not. Is it like, I lost my shoe. Can you help me find my shoe? <laughs> it wasn't, no, it wasn't. It, it didn't seem annoying. Okay. Uh, but it, I mean, the, I guess there's, there's definitely a potential for things to get annoying. Sure. Um, but yeah, the idea that you could go around. Oh, another thing that was interesting that they said is I think that you can either listen to the characters speaking in English or you can listen to them in their native language with subtitles. Huh. Jones, what are you picking? Uh, native language, for sure. I know. I know you're that yeah. kind of oh, guy. with all that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a hard call. I think I just like being able to listen to a game without having to read the text on the bottom of the screen. Um, but yeah, that's cool. It's cool the option is there. Yeah, so there's definitely some split on certain things. You know, they're, they're still a little bit melodramatic uh, in the, the beginning part that we played. And, um, and yeah, I just like, especially after the last game story, like I'm just, 
that part I'm hesitant on, but I think that the exploration in the world feels like there's a lot more going on than there ever has been. Yeah. And I think that there are, you know, this is IDOS Montreal, who's done the Deus Ex games, which I loved. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have high hopes for what the world building is going to be like. It's funny. It's September 14th. We're going to be playing a lot of Spider-Man and a lot of Dragon Quest at that yeah, time. Yeah, that is tough. It is going to be... Oh, hello, Sophie. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hard for the game. I don't know. I don't know how popular Tomb Raider is. It's the weirdest thing. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's... Oh, it's so complicated because the second game was the Xbox exclusive at the time when it launched. Yeah. And so I just... I don't know how powerful the modern Tomb Raider franchise is. Yeah, I, I, this is a weird one. Is it, I'm, I'm interested to know where you would want to slot it, Blood. We put in Darksiders 3. Would you put it above Darksiders 3? Yeah, yeah, I think I that's yeah, yeah, I think that's fair, right? But then Skull and Bones, you put it above Skull and Bones. Yeah. Okay, Jones, you still following? You okay with this? Uh, sure. Okay, it might get a little more complicated because above that is Fallout seventy six. Do we desire Shadow the Tomb Raider more than Fallout seventy six? I don't have a lot of desire for Fallout seventy six yet. I have to still kind of get really sold on that. Concept. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you, Blood. You want to bump down Fallout seventy six while we're here? Ooh, yeah. Sounds, I, like, sounds I, like you don't like that. Yeah, Tell me more. We're doing it. No, I'm just speaking. <laughs> we're doing it, Kyle. Jones. It's beneath Skull and Bones now. What? what? Make a case. <laughs> oh, it's like too hot this, to make a case. This list is just Kyle forcing everyone to do what he wants. <laughs> well, what did we expect, <laughs> yeah, really? Right. You know what I mean? Come on. That's what this whole podcast it's, is it's about. It's met my expectations. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't think. Can you? Can you imagine seriously, like... But that's uh, like showing up at work the next day. Oh, do you hear what happened yesterday, right? <laughs> we, dro- we dropped. They bumped us below down. skull and bones. <laughs> yeah, we're below skull and bones now. Damn it! They have like a t- they have a tracker for the Easy Eyes Desire Index. Like it's just like always ticking. Um, <laughs> Another guy comes in the room, sees them being sad. No, you know, like, <laughs> did oh, it yeah. happen? Where are we? I think, yeah, I think Fallout seventy six. I don't want to hear the details. Just give me a number. <laughs> it's one of those games where I think I have to put hands on it to like really cement like what. Jones, there's so much that, that could work. go wrong with Fallout 76. Yeah. What could go right? But that's part of the desire. <laughs> so seeing it's a the, game. Seeing seeing the, the train stuff goes ride. wrong with that game, they can change it. Whereas like that Shadow Ships, baby, and it's that game. Mm. At the same time, I feel like Skull and Bones is you know probably higher than some of the other things in there that I would be interested in. So, how dare you put Skull and Bones above Smash Bros? How dare you even try? What? No, so Smash I mean, Bros. is no, next. No, I mean, it's higher. Smash Bros. is 12. Skull and Bones should be lower, is what I'm saying. Skull and Bones. Oh, you think it should sink beneath Darksiders 3 and Gears. Yeah. Jones is not willing to let that happen. I, make, I think it makes sense. Putting Darksiders 3 above Skull and Bones. Sure. Like, after Gamescom, maybe Blood, but for now, like, how can we really desire Darksiders 3 that much? They just haven't given us that much. Yeah. IGN first. <laughs> 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 How are we supposed to desire this? It's from not what their I, desire index. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, By the way, from what I've seen, it looks cool, the combat. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It actually looks like a cool-looking fighting system. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one's really hard for me to play, to be honest. Shout out the Tomb Raider. Because I, I, like, I, I think we all have this kind of timid enthusiasm for it. Right. Yeah. No one's, like, angry at the first two games. Right. You know, they just... It's just... It feels like something with Lars' pedigree... To me, it feels like so much of the talk from Square 
and from the companies that are, you know, marketing this game, it's just like so forced. You know, it's just like it seems like one of those franchises when it's always mentioned. It's like, well, it's this gigantic franchise, and it's like it's gigantic because you make good games. It's not gigantic by default. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got to prove to me. And like, I, I think that's kind of where we are after E3 is that we are starting to see some really interesting things. But out of the gate, man, I, there's still just the shadow looming over this game of this character study they're doing with her that I'm just I thought we were past I just thought we were this sounds like this sounds like what the second game should have been I don't remember what the plot was from the second game I didn't play it but uh become the Tomb Raider it's right but it sounds <laughs> like her making her being you know kind of presumptuous and, and her wanting to you know to get out there and prove herself making a mistake and then having to pay for that seems like that second game seems like a weird thing to kind of end this trilogy on yeah. if it's a trilogy or if they're going to get a fourth well I, yeah so, I think this is a trilogy of a character arc and then yeah what they'll do after this that they'll think that differentiated i'm not sure so yeah not ahead of smash brothers but i'm stuck on fallout 76 i want to put it above or beneath fallout 76 because above fallout 76 is halo infinite right and beneath Fallout 76 is Skull and Bones. Like, this is an really interesting part of the the index. It's a really weird spot. Yeah. How is Skull I mean, and Halo Bones is that? weird because I, I, I don't know anything about what this game is. Fallout 76. You can nuke people in that game. Come on. You know, like, that's... It's just so weird. It's, it's a new thing. It's, it's a so new thing. interesting. Yeah. You know, and kind of like what the argument that you're making now, Blood, is kind of like, despite the attitude we've had so far with Shadow, here's some cool stuff. You yeah. know, we finally got to see some interesting things. I'm curious to see how that plans out. Um, and, and there is that skeptic to me. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's the fatigue. But to hear you being like, you can get quests from a kid. You're like, all right. <laughs> it's just a weird like selling point. I, I know that it's cool because I have seen it. You know, that, that the culture that you're going through, just, just the fact that she's wearing something different, I think is interesting in those moments because she's like trying to adapt to this, this, uh, uh, this community. And I think it's interesting, too, because if you were to go into a foreign land and try to pillage it, you know, to go and find these treasures, it would probably probably behoove you to maybe make nice with the locals and, and you'll get these weird little tidbits from them and, and they'll be a little more honest with you to be like, hey, to be honest, you know, my my sheep got away and when I chased it, I found this weird cave or, you know, that I, well, I heard rumors from my uncle or my, you know, great-grandmother. Yeah, um, uh, John. Yeah, eventually. I think it's a good case. I think you made a good case. Okay. So right now, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is number 17. Okay. I'm going to go through the whole list right now. Okay. Because we're locked in All right. for this week. Unless you want to make any last-minute changes, you still both... Oh, no more games will be added this week. Right. Oh, okay. That was it for this week. You both still have powers if everybody shut up. Well, there was a game that uh, Blood was ashamed I had not brought up. He was shocked I know. I had not brought up yet. But we're, hey, we're, if, we're, if, we're, if it's time crunch, <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. Yes. Jones so here's day. where the Easy Eyes Desire uh, Index... Shut up, everybody. Oh! Like, it's, it's not one of my personals, but Devil May Cry 5 is below control? <laughs> It is. You can put that. How did that happen? Wait, below me. Oh my god! Hey, hey, he said everybody shut up. Oh, (laughs) so where do you want to put it? (laughs) Do you want to put it just above control, or do you want to even put it above Dragon Quest Eleven? Uh, just above control. Okay, so Devil May Cry Five is broken back into the top top ten. Oops. Oh, and now control is out. Oh, did you hear? I love it. Sam Lake. We're out of the here. top ten, Sam. Uh, we need a new trailer. <laughs> Ian does bring up a good point, though. Ian does have his own personal list, yeah, which is which is finished, yeah. Uh, and I feel Ian is being shafted from this process. Every now and then, he gets to yelp and yeah. scream from behind the, you know. 
I like the Yelps and our, our monitors back there. But this like, is torture every I don't think week. gets yeah. as even of a vote as we do on this panel. It's very true, yeah. Uh, so I'm very curious. I want to hear. Okay, so I'll go through the, this one first, and okay. then we'll go through Ian's entirely. Great. Cool. So cool. the Easy Eyes Desire Index. Number one, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Sorry, Resident Evil 2. 2018 in parentheses is basically what we'll call that game. Yep. Last of Us Part 2. Red Dead Redemption 3, the new number three. Two. Number, What's up? Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead 3. Red Dead Redemption 2. Thank you, Jones. Kingdom Hearts 3 is now number four. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is number five. It's in that top five. Uh, Spider-Man, number six. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, number seven. Ghost of Tsushima uh, is number eight. Uh, number nine, Dragon Quest XI. Uh, number ten, Devil May Cry 5. Broke the top ten because of Blood's usage of Everybody Shut Up. Control, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Forza Horizon 4, Anthem, Halo Infinite, number 15. So then we're at Fallout 76, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider, beneath Fallout, we were desiring Fallout more, Skull and Bones, Darksiders 3, Above Gears 5, Team Sonic Racing, Elder Scrolls 6, Babylon's Fall, Black Ops 4, and finally, number 25, our least desired game in the index. (laughs) Pokemon, let's go Pikachu, and let's go Eevee. I think Black Ops 4 is a 4 in print. Like, just a 4. It is. When you go to their Wikipedia page, it's a 4. But let me have fun, blood. Okay. <laughs> to listeners, uh, I just do the the four eyes. I, I corrected you in the timestamps, a little sneakily. <laughs> Jones! <laughs> Why? All right, fine. I'll just change it to 4 everywhere. Um, uh, Ian, let's hear yours. Gladly. Uh, so my list is very, very different from their list. Their list is crazy to me. Uh, number one, Cyberpunk. Number Whoa. two, Control. Wow. Oh. Number three, Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Number four, Resident Evil 2. Okay. Number five, Red Dead Redemption 2. Wow. Number six, Ghosts of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Last of Us 2. Number eight, Anthem. Number nine, Skull and Bones. Number eight is Anthem? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Uh, number nine, Skull and Bones. It's your turn to squeal, Kyle. Yeah. Wow. Number ten, Fallout seventy six. Number eleven, Pokemon, because I've never played the first Pokemon. Fair. Yep. Okay. Uh, twelve, Spider Man. Thirteen, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Fourteen, Forza Horizon. Fifteen, Devil May Cry five. Sixteen, Elder Scrolls six. Seventeen, Halo Infinite. Eighteen, Dark Siders three. Nineteen, Sonic Racing. Twenty, Dragon Quest. 21, Kingdom Hearts 3. 22, Sonic Smash. Dragon Quest. Tw- yeah, you're damn right it is. <laughs> uh, 23, Babylon whatever. Uh, 24, Gears 5, 25, Blops. Yeah. Now that's a list. Ian, that's a good list. Uh, what's really funny is the the two ones we added were pretty close. Our Darksiders 3 is number 19, and our Forza Horizon 4 is number 13. Oh, yeah. And I think you were pretty close on both of those. I'm, yeah, 14 for Forza and 18 for Darksiders. Yeah, I, I'd say your list has more of a bite. More of a bite? Yes. Oh, like it's a little snarkier? Hi, Last of Us Part 2 is way higher than I thought it would be. Seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthem's too high. I, 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 <laughs> that's my criticism. I've got, <laughs> I've got my reasons. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he played a lot of Destiny. And me, I've got mine. What is that song? Uh, it's time. And Monster Hunter. Also, they respect. said you can make the numbers go away. So. Yeah. Love, Love and respect. respect. Had a tweet from somebody who had perfect pitch. So they say, you need to replace those batteries. 
because Rufus is like down to something. So. Yeah, I heard it, 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 it sounded a little, little off. He sounds great. Here's the deal, though. If it's all uniformly out of pitch together, then it's fine. Yeah, yeah. as long as we sing along to him, yeah. right. that's correct every time. Rufus like, he might great. not be where he used to be, but if he's in pitch with himself, then hey. There's no proper pitch for Rufus's song. We don't know what song it what's, is. What's also <laughs> that it might just be his like artistic arc. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. He's expressing himself. Yeah. He's getting darker and yeah. more minor, yeah. Uh, the reason I really... I like. There's Quiet. a couple of games I really want to play this week. This one's so fun. Uh, we're not going to learn about video games, but we're going to learn through this game. <laughs> hey, allies. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are pretty low on your hype index. They are. So I have a game to give, you, give the series some much-needed love. Pokedex? Or Animal Planet, working on a better name. Apparently, didn't find one. Uh, I've listed a mix of Pokemon entries and random animal facts. Okay. If you think the line belongs to a Pokedex entry, say Pokedex. And if you think it's referring to an animal, say Animal Planet. Not necessarily these facts came from Animal Planet. Okay, that's just the name. Got it. Got okay. it. Uh, love and respect always, Tanner Methvin. Okay, here we go. The yellow stripes on its body absorb sunlight to convert into electrical energy. Pokedex. Pokedex. <laughs> nope, that's an oriental wasp. Wow. I wasn't even done. This what? makes them most don't peak blood. Okay. This makes them most active during the day when the sun is at its brightest. This is going to be a hard game. Into electrical energy? Yes. Wow. Electrical. Let's just let me just start electrical off. Electrical eels, they're they're Yeah, thing. get ready. This isn't Yeah, but th they don't like absorb from it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nature's amazing. It is. Get ready. <laughs> uh, well, let's get back to easy. Uh, its cry can be <laughs> its cry can be higher than 115 decibels, louder than a supersonic jet engine. Uh, oh, that has to be Pokedex. That's real. Those are pigs. Yeah, I don't want to mention jets and Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it's cheating, Johnson. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> How's cheating for my one, po really my two funny. Pokemon games I played. Because you weren't like, mm, that's a pig. But you were like, oh, that's not a Pokedex. I love that. Louder um, than a jet. Louder engine. than a supersonic jet I'm engine. Bad at Just this. little pig squealing. Ooh, that makes me mad. Pigs, pigs are strange. Okay, to avoid crushing the baby it carries in its pouch, it always sleeps standing up. Pokedex. Real. That's a kangaroo. Blood, mm. you got a stance. You ran out of time Pokedex. on that one. Jones, what Pokemon is that? Uh, Kangas? Kangas? Or Khan? Yes, Kangas you got Khan. their Kangaskhan, yes. I couldn't, remember if I couldn't remember if it was like a Rue situation where like Khan was the baby and oh, Kangas yeah. was the... No, it's just it. That's just Kangaskhan. doesn't okay. evolve. just has a baby always. Ah, cool. It's Pokemon are weird. Because it's like, if the baby comes out and then it doesn't have a baby in its pouch, what is that baby? What is that baby? Um... <laughs> Though regarded as peaceful, beautiful creatures, they will happily drink blood for its nutrients if given the opportunity. Pokedex. That has to be real. That's real. That's butterflies. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you know they're happily? When they're yeah, happy I don't know. <laughs> I don't imagine a Pokedex referencing mm. drinking blood directly. They'll find some other weird way to reference okay. it. Okay. Pokedex actually, get, they get nasty sometimes. Okay. Um. It can topple an Indian elephant by enveloping the prey in two seconds. Animal planet. Is that a snake or something? Or a gator? Blood waiting on your guess. Yeah, I would have to be animal planet. That's a Pokemon. Oh, really? They mention India? Yes, Jones. This is one of the rare exceptions of them talking about a country and an actual animal. 
right? It's not Whoa. like it can take down. So that's uh, Ghastly. Ghastly the ghost. A little ghost orb can somehow grow large enough to envelop an Indian elephant. No. Like, the Pokedex is full of such nonsense. Like, that's not what a Ghastly does. Don't write that. That's... Ugh. Anyway, yeah. That, yeah. Sometimes they'll mention countries. Like, they mentioned China in a Pokedex entry. It's weird. It's really, real weird. Not consistent. Just give me a square footage of envelopment. I don't need another animal reference. Two seconds. That's all it takes, too. Yeah, I should have won my gut on that. But it's just, yeah, weird. Elephant doesn't deserve that. It can sense the electric fields of all living things, allowing it to hunt through electrolocation without even using its eyes, ears, or nose. I mean, that sounds like it could be either one, but I'm going to uh, go with Animal Planet. Pokedex I'm going with. Animal Planet. Oh. What animal is that? That's a shark. It's a platypus. Oh, platypus Ooh. too. And okay. the, the fact is that they do it through the bill. The electrolocation through the platypus's bill. It's just the all living things kind of threw me off. That seems like yeah. something that someone that's mm -hmm. writing a type of animal would write and not necessarily yeah. someone that's not doing scientific research. Once. Because right. yeah, so not all living things on the planet. <laughs> that means that platypus was tested against every living organism on the planet. Who knows? There might be something at the bottom of the ocean we've never met yet. Yeah, platypus. The platypus is like, huh? Can you find that platypus? Yeah, exactly. Their fingerprints are so similar to humans that they have confused crime scene investigators. <laughs> Pokedex. Animal Planet. I Animal Planet. Yeah! Wow. Yeah. Is what animal monkeys? is that? No. Oh. Koalas. Oh. Wow. Isn't this fun? I what koala was that a crime scene? <laughs> it looks like we, we found him. We had to let him out. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> what do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala. <laughs> Turned out to be a koala. You're fired. <laughs> oh my god! I wouldn't know oh, about I love that. This game. I love this game. <laughs> they are sensitive to danger from an early age. If they sense a hazardous situation while in the egg, they will hatch early to escape. Mm. Pokedex for fun. Could e totally be Animal Planet, but I have no idea. Pokedex. That's real. That's mm. a red-eyed tree frog. Oh. And that's sick. Just like, oh, danger. <laughs> like, how do you know? How do you even know, you little sleeping baby? Uh, its skin is... Actually, if you look at frog eggs um, in development, but actually, but they're saying, are they frogs at that time or, or are they tadpoles? Good question, Blood. Okay. Yeah, you're a tadpole when you come out of your, your frog egg. Yeah. I mean, some frogs might not be. Yeah, like how would, how would a tadpole know of danger, really? But, Maybe but at the same time, when you, either way, when you see them, like when you see the eggs and like they're uh, magnified, mm -hmm. like you actually do see like tadpoles swimming around inside the eggs. So it's 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 not that hard for me to understand, but it's okay. kind of crazy. Sure, its skin is very thin. If it is exposed to light, its blood heats up, causing it to grow weak. Animal Planet. What I need to guess. Pokedex, because it just feels weird that it would be weak. It's Pokedex. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good... Mm. Uh, and I would never guess this, too. That Diglett. Oh. oh. Diglett, the little brown guy with the red nose, that's the... Uh, if, if it comes out in sunlight, apparently, it grows weak because its blood heats up. <laughs> nah, dude. Nah, Pokedex. When it encounters an unusual smell, it foams at the mouth and spreads that foam all over the spines on its body. The purpose of this is unknown. Animal Planet. Pokedex. Animal Planet. Yeah. Oh, God. Hedgehog. What, what weird... Hedgehogs. Oh. What? Yeah. Okay. Just, just unusual smell. <laughs> it just starts foaming and then just spreads it all over its spines. What are you doing, hedgehogs? 
That smells weird. (laughs) (laughs) Things we didn't know about Sonic. (laughs) They need to incorporate that into Sonic as a danger. If at any point you, like, run into an unusual smell, he just starts foaming up. That's dangerous information. You just imagine, like, finding a hedgehog in the wild and just taking out some juicy fruit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not doing it. Give me that strawberry. Yeah, like, what is the unusual (laughs) smell? (laughs) Its droppings are hot, so people used to put them in their clothes to keep themselves warm. What? Animal Planet. Yeah, Animal Planet. That's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Used to, yeah. but don't anymore. They don't do it anymore. If you go into a store, it would not be sellized for some Pokemon poop clothes. Uh, Darumaka no, no, Jones. No. You haven't met Darumaka yet, uh, but you will someday. He was in black and white. Man, that's funny. What if? Like, what a dumb <laughs> thing to come up with, right? <laughs> I should have known because what poop stays warm forever? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yes. My coat's all hard now. <laughs> Give me that fresh coat. Oh, but like seals. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jones, I'm glad we got you here. We didn't get to put one of your games into the index, but like we can put the spotlight on you here. Yay! Hello, allies. Why do you think the musical genre in games has never really been explored? With musicals back on the rise in film and Disney constantly repackaging and reselling their animated musical classics, one would think that there would be an untapped market of potential. Would love to know your thoughts. Much love and respect, Sam. I mean, there is the music genre. That does uh, not count. We're so, not talking about that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the closest thing that you would think to. Well, again, but it's like, what what form are we taking here? You know, like one of the most profound moments in my the history of absorbing video games was playing Final Fantasy VI on the Famicom with my friend for the first time. He spoke Japanese and he was like, you gotta check out this game. And I jumped mm-hmm. right into the opera house scene. It was like, whoa. Yeah. Like I was way into theater at the time and, and still am, but I was like actively doing shows one after the other. And so I couldn't believe that this was like a part of this, uh, this game. But in that mode, there were lyrics that you had to memorize uh, three specific spots where she would like almost forget the words, and you had to you know plant the the, the right words in her head. Mm-hmm. That and like the Guitar Hero, you know, the theater rhythm approach. Outside of that, I don't know how you would do so that. I'm like, I remember another game just did something similar to Final Fantasy VI recently. So like, here's I don't the thing, though: it was. I, I would Kentucky argue Rod Zero episode or Act Three did that, where you had to like, but you, it was just you got to choose which lyrics were next, and then oh. she sang them. Um, I would argue that Parappa oh, the Rapper almost is this. The Life is Strange Before the Storm. Did not play. Okay. It has a whole theater thing. It's not oh. a musical, I don't think. Most oh, you're like it. putting on a play? But yeah, you're, yeah, you're doing the play cool. and you're, 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 you're remembering lines and you're also oh, making Final Fantasy decisions. 9. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. Parappa the Rapper is the whole game is a musical. The yeah. story is driven by the music. Yeah. Uh, you move forward with these things. And so that's what I mean by musical, Jones. Like, yeah. the, the songs are... You know, they're they're what props up the story. A story told through music that you experience solely through a video game exclusively, yeah. Yeah. Why isn't that happening? Well, why aren't there more Parappa sequels? Because <laughs> Parappa... Uh, I mean, Parappa was remastered and it was not successful. Yeah, People just, yeah. They I did not like that game. Mario plus Rabbids, that boss fight. I'm not talking about boss fights, but I'm talking about a whole game. Whole game, okay. Why, like, basically, you know what I mean? We have uh, action movies, we have action video games. That's we have, a lot of writing. Yeah. Conquer is very musical. There were lots of... You know, characters would break out into song. There's the infamous poop song, and that the, was part of a fight. This question was not, please think of exceptions. This question was, why doesn't it happen more? 
<sighs> because okay. it wouldn't You're... sell, man. Because people, yeah. There we they, go. Get yeah. to the truth, Jones. Because there's not a lot of. This is a wonderful comment. I am stoked that you are into musicals and video games. There are not many of us. There's <laughs> 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 not. It's it's yeah. it's a weird paradigm crossover, uh, you know. For us, um, um, for someone, for me, it was just my youth. I just like grew up, and my, my brother did a lot of theater, and so I was exposed to theater at a young age, and. Uh, I remember seeing Jesus Christ Superstar and being like, wait, people are like doing this? This isn't like, this isn't like punishment for something? Like you're actually like choosing, no, I'm doing musicals in school. I was like, wow, I'm totally going to do that. And then like did that all through high school and got just, you know, made a lot of really great friends and got just involved and really played a lot of weird roles. And like, I just love um, the past that I have with theater because it, it, it's why I'm, you know, can do this, you know, why I'm comfortable in front of the camera, comfortable up on stage, comfortable public speaking. And if you came from the opposite direction, if you like grew up on games and then discovered theater at a later life, um, I think that's another way you could approach it. But I just don't see those people. It's hard, really hard sell. Hamilton to try to is very somebody. hot right now. It is, but how on the earth would that translate to you know the the historical part of Assassin's Creed Origins is fascinating, but is not like moving units right now. You know, it's it's something that's cool that they added to the game. Um, but um, I, I would love for the gaming industry to be more cultured than it is to start appreciating these other things, but uh, it's a very, very tough sell. Yeah, I mean, the excuse I would make, Jones, is that you are, by design, if you have this musical game, it's very linear and it's short. Yeah. Uh, basically, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the amount of writing and, and the mechanical design that you have to come up with, it seems to be very difficult to pull that off in a longer-term thing, and... It'd be like a three-hour game. That'd be, that's a lot of music you have to write for a three-hour musical, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I think it'd be like a three-hour game. And I guess you could try to get better and better at it, like Brap the Rapper. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really hard to motivate a story with music in a video game because video games uh, need to be plump. Yeah. They need to be, you know, they need you need to find loot and things like that. And so I, I think it's just hard. It's really hard for that genre to translate into video games. One of the reasons why I'm not necessarily pining for something like this and one of the reasons why I am I will always be skeptical and in a lot of the instances of the ones that produced already very much not into movie musicals is because the thing for me, well, first of all, I want to see the best person cast in that role, not the most famous person. And second of all, um, I... Oh, that old argument. Uh, yeah, that old thing where, like, talent, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Um, uh, uh and also, to me, one of the greatest things that's so exciting and electric about musical theater is that's live. Is that I'm, I'm yeah. seeing this happen in front of me. I'm seeing this exchange. Hamilton's great. If you buy the album of Hamilton and you listen to it, it's it's stupendous. You see human beings do that live. It's it's crazy. You're just like wow. And and seeing that build and build and build and build and build. Seeing you know like people finish a, a, a number and pose, and you they're like trying so hard to just hold that pose. You can see their chest just you know you're just like wow. Like the conditioning that it takes the discipline you know how hard it is you know to, to pull off something like that so when i see like a recording of something you're like well yeah you recorded it you know it was like i bet that was the 12th take i want to hear the first one i want that first one to be you're done you did it you know yeah and that to me was what's so remarkable about the the, the best musical theater performances i've seen over There's the years a danger to it yeah energy yeah yeah and at the same time i just said like it's not possible it totally is like if 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 it was like songs instead of cutscenes in between missions and anthem, I'd be way down. <laughs> like like a, like, a, like a Disney movie type song, just like I love you, I love you. Like I don't know. Like I think it'd be cool. I I would I would really want it to be participatory in some way. That's yeah. why like Parappa I think is the best example in the history of games as far as like an actual musical brought to a game. 
because I, I wouldn't want to play something where like now I'm stopping and just kind of watching this cutscene and watching them sing. Yeah. I know the comments are saying Guitaru Man, but like uh, there's no lyrics to it, so I just like a musical mm. needs lyrics. Oh, I didn't know. What that about that Gal Metal game? I don't know. I know very little about the Gal Metal game, Ian. Uh, uh, it's the one that yeah. uh, he Ben interviewed um, Talk Fuji. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it yeah. It seemed interesting. It's like I don't know. Could be weird. I don't know anything about it really. Okay, never mind. It's definitely different than a normal rhythm game, but I I uh, I can't remember enough about how he described it off the top of my head to say if it qualifies. Uh, let's play another game where we're going to learn a lot about video games. What do you got, Jones? Well, one other thing that I just want to say on that topic. Please because do. you seem disappointed, and I feel like I'm disappointing the person that asked the question. What yeah. would be fascinating... Here we go. ...and what musical theaters don't have uh, that, uh, that no production I've ever seen has had, that is interactivity. So it would be really interesting to have your typical musical arc, you know, where you have your character who's like, well, now I met this girl and, you know, I, I want her to like me, but she doesn't, so I'm going to sing about that. She looked or, right through me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, screw that girl. <laughs> and like, I'm making that choice. You know, she didn't recognize you the first time you met, forget her. And you're like, oh, whoa. You know, like being able to just be yeah, like, dude. yeah, life is strange style. Just like, no, I don't care. <laughs> like, and we can play as a girl, just like, that guy sucks. He's not interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. It'd be actually. cool to play like Phantom of the Opera and have the Phantom like through the mirror and Christine's like nah she just leaves you're <laughs> yes, like whoa you know like, yes. where do we go from here like that would be fascinating um, Jones and then you get other musical you're, you you're nailed like, it man you know you're like, you're like oh yeah I played through and you know my you know Detroit become human mu- musical <laughs> yeah. you know like I got this crazy thing at the end where like I turned away every person and the, they were just left alone and set, sang this really sad song that <laughs> you know like, that could oh. be really cool to do like an FMV musical where you have to make choices in rhythm so that you have a certain amount of time you know yeah and like it just changes outcomes and stuff very 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 hard to develop but yeah and write. have to write so much oh, music yeah. for this Gotta but get, I'm Lin- in. get Lin-Manuel on the phone. Let's I'm, do it. You, you're funded. I'm in. I'm way down for that game. Uh, Jones, thank you for interrupting with that spectacular idea. Uh, ça va, allies? I've been interested in middleware. Those weird company and product logos that show up during startup screens and mm. at the end credits in games. These are things like physics engines, rendering tools, codecs, etc., which work with game engines to do specific things. I have a game about these pieces of software. Oh, no. I will give you the name of a piece of middleware. Oh, no. A brief description of what it does and the names of three games. <laughs> Your job is to guess which game out of the three did not include that piece of middleware. Oh, ah, okay. Good not. luck, right, love, and respect. Right. Ian from Seattle. Okay, so we're talking about physics. Is that two Ians? Uh, no. There was another Ian earlier. Was there? Yeah. We did Good job. Uh, Tanner and we did... Sam, I don't know where this other Ian is. I thought you said another Ian earlier today in this podcast. Oh, well. I could have been. When I cut it later, Ian? I'll keep my ears out. Yeah, I, I did say to Jones, "I'm Ian." <laughs> A lot of things do sound like Ian. It's yeah. True. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Physics. P H Y S capital X. A physics engine developed by Nvidia. Okay. Here are three games: Mirror's Edge, <laughs> Mafia Two, Stuntman Ignition. By the way, I, I love. These are like three similar games to me. Like, what is yeah. what a category? You know, like stuntman ignition is the red herring. I'm yeah. not going to bite though. Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. Stuntman. It is stuntman. Oh. Ah. <laughs> stuntman is such a weird thing. Yeah. Probably that one. Yeah. Oh. oh, you got me. Mafia Two and Mirror's Edge both use okay. physics. Okay. Bink. A video oh, good format. Old yeah, good old Bink. Good old Bink. Oh, I know Bink. That weird logo. Uh, developed yeah. by Rad Game Tools. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's our games. Mark Echo's getting up. <laughs> A Bug's Life. The Saboteur. 
Ah, oh, Bugs Life. Saboteur. Or that getting up one. Bugs I Life. Bugs Life it is. <laughs> I just wanted to get one. By the way, Ian, I'm good. glad you're hopping in on these. I like this. All right. Uh, Euphoria, a human animation engine. Mm -hmm. You know this? Yeah. Developed. Oh, yes. Developed by Natural Motion and later integrated into Rockstar's Rage Engine. That's, what, that's why uh, you know that, Jones. But here are three games. GTA 4, L.A. Noir, hmm. Backbreaker. GTA 4. Well, I'll I'll bite for this one. Backbreaker. Mm. Probably Noir. Would you say Blood? It was LA Noir. Noir. It is LA Noir. Backbreaker is the one oh, yeah, they had their that basically game? started it. Uh, I'm pretty oh. sure it was a football game. Backbreaker is I, a football game? I, I could be wrong, but I think so. Okay. Crazy. Okay. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what introduced natural motion. And then LA Noir is just doing its own stuff, probably. Yeah, it had um, its own engine for that. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I well, I assumed yeah. it was this engine because I thought they bought it, but no. Havoc. A physics engine. Oh, you know, it yeah, was, baby. wasn't, Havoc. I'm sorry, wasn't Force Unleashed a huge Euphoria one? Mm-hmm. Oh, wasn't I don't that, remember what wasn't, engine wasn't that was. Wasn't it Euphoria where they were, the stormtroopers were grabbing stuff to save themselves? Yes. Wasn't I remember Euphoria? them loving that as a tech demo. I don't okay. remember what the actual engine is. All right. Um, Continue. Sure. Ian, can we pull up the wiki page for Force Unleashed? Oh, we got to uh, find out that engine is. Okay. Yeah. Um, Havoc. <laughs> Sorry. Havoc's in like everything. It's a physics engine developed by Havoc Company. Yeah, it's in everything. Okay. Alice. Madness Returns. Deus Ex. Invisible War. Ooh. The Ant Bully. <laughs> what? What a pull. Based off the D film. I'll go the Deus Ex. Invisible War. Ant Bully seems like just the cheapo kind of game that would just be like, nah, let's just grab Havoc. Hey, whoa, come on. It's not necessarily like it's just, let's, let's just grab. That's not a cheapo move. I'm going to go with Deus Ex as well. It's but. Alice, Madness Returns. Deus okay. Ex had it. Invisible really? War had it. Yep. But you're right. I mean, that could have been any any game you could have said. Yeah, that, that has Ant Bully was just yeah. too weird. It's like, it, that's got to have it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's got to have it. Why else would you pull that up? It does seem that Force Unleashed had, Force Unleashed had Euphoria. Okay. Jones, ah. great memory, ah. man. Nice. Tress Effects, a hair rendering system developed mm. by AMD. It's funny that... In relationship like, to Tresemme, Ooh la la. which is a shampoo. Ooh la la. Yeah, I know Tresemme. Um, <laughs> it's weird to me. Like, I didn't even know... Like, I didn't realize that it was from AMD. That's interesting. Yeah, and NVIDIA is doing like, these engines as well. It's interesting to Physics, know Physics, yeah, I knew that. It's cool. It's cool that you know they're supporting their own stuff and you know, feeding into their own business. Here so is Tress like French for hair or something? Or like what? I'm looking it up. Oh, Ian's okay. looking this up even. Uh, okay, three games. Tomb Raider from mm -hmm. 2013. Thief from 2014. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. I love that they gave us three Square Enix games. Yeah. Here. Makes it trickier. Uh, I'm going Mankind Divided. Uh, but I, Thief was my first hit. I'm just trying to think of like the hair in Mankind Divided. It's not like... Tress means flowing. like... I definitely remember like some beards and stuff going on. Uh, I'll go Thief. Definitely was in Tomb Raider. It's a big deal. You hopping onto that, Jones? No, Deus Ex. Okay, Ian. Uh, what's happening? What's what does Tress mean? Oh, uh, Tress. Well, obviously it's three in Spanish, but uh, in okay. French it means like very. Tresame roughly translated means well loved or much loved. Whoa. Much but Tress loved. Tress effect has FX. two S's, doesn't it? It does. But so does Tresame. I think. No, Tresame is only one. I think. I think oh. Tresame is just one. Apparently, I don't know my Tresemme. Uh, thief. It was Thief. Ah. Thief does not have that wavy hair. Tresemme only has one. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Not related, then. We know that now. We know that those two but things But it's are... weird because it's capital T, capital R, capital E, capital S, M-A. 
Oh. So it's like, I don't know why. Hmm. But Ooh it just la. means well-loved. Ooh la la. Speed Tree. Yeah, Speed Tree. Do you know Speed Tree? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Speed Tree. What is, I don't know what Speed, is Speed Tree. tree? I'm, I'm curious to hear your definition Based of this. on the name, what do you think Speed Tree is? I mean, I have it right in front of me. Oh, it, it helps you make trees. Yeah. A foliage rendering system developed by IDV. Quickly. Yeah. Ooh. Ian, have you have you used Speed Tree? I downloaded a demo. Cool. And I tried it in Unity one time. Nice. So here are three games. Not knowing what we know now. Tiger Woods PGA Tour 05. The Order mm. 1886. Duck Dynasty, the video game. The Order. The Order. Yeah, the Order gets my vote. Nah, the Order has it. Tiger Woods was the red uh, hair. Oh, you got me. There's Tiger. so many trees I, in that 05, game. I was yeah. like, that's a little early. Yeah, well, it was a little early. Trees. Yeah. So the Order and Duck Dynasty both using that same That's engine. That's great. Oh, I love that. Not Fun much game. similar between those two games, but there it is. It is now time for bets. Next week's bets about Sonic Mania Plus, which will be released on Tuesday, July 17th. The biggest notable change is the inclusion of Mighty, the Armadillo, and Ray, the Flying Squirrel. At this point next week, I'm going to type Ray the Flying Squirrel in quotation marks into the search bar of DeviantArt.com. How many results will there be? Brandon Jones. 380. I'm going low. Or high. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Daniel Bloodworth. Yeah, who who knows, man? I don't know. 564 is just the most random number. So uh, maybe I'm overestimating the Sonic fan base. I'm going 7,001. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, Ian? So wait a minute. Is this relevant hits or just like hits because so, you're gonna get a bunch of star wars you're gonna get a yeah bunch so of, what happened when, so when i typed qu- in quotation marks. it is gonna be in quotation oh, marks oh, okay okay but when i typed in eggs there were 552,553 results right but just the word eggs just the word eggs right. that time yeah right i'm betting on the quotation marks that's what this right. is. yeah 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 i get that what's that your that's, what's your people bet, just Ian? put it up as ray 76 76 let me lock that in I hope 7,000 people are like, man, I, I, Kyle needs this one. Let me, <laughs> let me draw up some Ray art. Uh, <laughs> this week's bet, Hotel Transylvania 3, Monsters Overboard, released today, July 10th. Supposed to on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So far, I, I checked the Steam store. It's like, it's coming today. Anytime now. Um, <laughs> it is out on Switch, and I can, I can buy the physical version on Amazon. Uh, the prices match up. Anyway, um, uh, what will the, that game cost? Jones, you bet $40. Huber bet fifty nine ninety nine, Brad bet thirty dollars, I bet thirty nine ninety nine, Ian you bet thirty four dollars and ninety five cents. The actual price for Hotel Transylvania three, Monsters Overboard is thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Jones, I got you by I a gotcha. penny. Got me. I got wow. you by a penny, dude. Hold. Oh, I'm looking at Steam right now, and it's twenty nine ninety nine. Ooh, that complicates things. Well, no, we said PS4 version. But if you go to Amazon and type it in, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, why is it Steam version cheaper though? That makes me mad. Maybe I'll just uh, that, play the Steam version can, tomorrow. Yeah, that's a normal thing. Um, it's also thirty nine ninety nine on Switch. That's um, a lesson. That is a bet lesson. That's a bet right lesson. There. When you're doing the price tag. Yeah. Account for and if that it was, nonsense. If it was penny. Ian who was a penny off, I'd probably share the point. You know? No, no, but no, no. Jones, you no, are my no, rival. No, no, no. I'm not giving. No, you, no, no, I'm not going to let you touch that. That uh, brings us to Red Grouse 9. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas 12. Ooh. Ooh. Solo Gorilla, I love it. Droopy Eagles 9. <laughs> Tied with Jones. <laughs> and Switcher Snakes 2. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's talk about blood. It's, 
What? Didn't that, uh, the Switcher Snakes, didn't that sound very much like the original Lizards Yeah, sound? it's a reference, right? It's yeah. a nod. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's just funny, just like, all of a sudden, it's like, it just caught yeah, that memory. Yeah, it's a nod. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nod, what, or, sorry, you're not, your name is not Nod. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> and henceforth, he was known as <laughs> Nod. nod. Blood, what's, the, what's your favorite thing in your apartment? My favorite, well, I don't live in an apartment, but in my, my bedroom? Sure, what is your favorite thing in your bedroom? My wife. Oh! <laughs> oh, he got you, Kyle! He got you! Ian. Bazinga. What's up? What's his, what's his favorite product you own? Uh, my... How, how, much, how much are you coveting your synths right now? It, I hadn't thought about it for a while, actually. But is it less now than it was at halftime? Yeah. Ooh! Hey! Then he you both a, succeeded. He was doing a lot of research. Yes, which is he's just focused more on so Force Unleashed than since. Right. <laughs> so, if, oh, Ian Bradburn is the person who submitted that. You're right, Ian. We did have two Ians. Uh, ah, yes. Ah. Uh, the reward for you two for reducing your uh, materialistic ways: a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! Sweet. Yeah, you're both getting a brand new car. Contact Ian. Uh, yeah, that street parking is brutal, though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hate street parking, man. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about patreon.com slash easy allies because we, the easy allies, uh, are funded through patreon.com slash easy allies. If you go there, you can see uh, uh, how many patrons we have, which is a ton. You can see... Uh, <laughs> yeah, new be, records. Yeah. Hey, be a part of this giant group. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you can also see, more uh, importantly to you, uh, the kinds of things that we can do for you in our different tiers, our different reward tiers. Uh, Case in point, in this particular podcast, if you give $5 a month or more, uh, you get this podcast two days early. You get to listen to it on Wednesdays instead of Fridays or view it on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. You can even download it on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. Um, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's worth checking out. Check out that website. Check out patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, we just had a spoiler mode go up last weekend too. What is that? Uh, it's when we have a spoiler discussion about a, a game or a movie. Uh, and this, this time it happened to be a movie. Uh, Brandon and uh, some, who else was with you? Myself, Michael Damiani, and Ian Hank talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Can we do a real quick, like, can we get a little temperature gauge on Ant-Man and the Wasp? How are uh, you feeling? Where, where do we stand on that? It was fun. Yeah, I, I liked it a little bit less than Damiani and Ian, but we all were fairly positive about it. It was just sure. like kind of nitpicky stuff. And it's tough because the I thought the first movie was great, and so it's just kind of like you know coming off of that expectations. Jokes that have already been done that are kind of being recycled a second mm-hmm. time. And, yeah, man. And so Ian's just knocked it out of the park with his expectations lately. He's seen a lot of films, <laughs> he's kept them real low, and he's walked out with his head up, and I admire that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Can't ever be disappointed. You can never be. Anyway, uh, I've won the rights and responsibility to share the Twitter handle with the world. I get to promote any Easy Allies video I'd like to promote. I get the final word on anything I've disagreed with throughout this podcast. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign-off. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Kyle Bossman. Um, I'll tweet some point this week. Uh, the video I would like to promote, uh, Ben Moore interviewed Tak Fuji to talk about a game... <laughs> What is it called? Gal something? Gal metal. Gal metal. Gal metal. Uh, Google this, right? Can I just Google Ben Moore? Gal metal? Talk, yeah, well, Talk Fuji is probably Allies. Gal metal, probably. Easy yeah. Allies, Gal metal. Yeah, it's also on the E3 playlist, which you can still find on easyallies.com or uh, on the main YouTube channel. Okay. 
So yeah, check out that interview, which I assume is really good, and it's fun. We can yeah. all learn a little more about Gal Model. It's quite weird. Yeah. The interview. Uh, my final word is Head to say banging. That's like part of the game, right? I don't think so. so I think much. it's a game element. I, I mean. The game makes you headbang. I don't know if yeah. there's any gameplay that involves you in real life headbanging. He's just You're said the drummer. game makes you headbang. Yeah, yeah. It makes your character headbang or me, the player? Well, probably both. Okay, that's what it... The, yeah. It's a headbanging game. They're, they're, but Ben and Takuji are headbanging head together. That's oh, the main. The I see what you're saying. You I got you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, final word. Spider-Man right now is at number six on the Desire Index. <laughs> that's absurd. It's a top two game. You're messing this up. Both of you are messing this up. I've given you a responsibility, and you're not handling it well. Tomorrow is forever all ours. I am enjoying these microtransactions.